Hello and welcome to episode 135 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's Press... Press Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I was, my mind went, hey, I've got a voice this weekend. Yay, I'm not dying. Uh, I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh. I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Stephen. What up? Brody. Hello. And bringing up to a total of four today, James. Saving the best to last. Who's a battle royale. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've got a full squad today. I'm so happy. We may as well jump onto battle royale after this, huh? Um, yeah, James. Hey, Brody, you mentioned uh, that you saw A Quiet Place this week. How good is that movie, man? It's very good. Oh, John, man, yeah. John Krasinski just brings it. Yeah, I didn't know that he and Emily Blunt were like actually married in real life as well. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Very, very good movie. Have you guys like seen much of it at all, like Brody and James? Sorry, Stephen and James. Um, I don't. I haven't. I want to see it. Um, I just haven't found the time to do anything in my life mm. this past few weeks. But is it true nobody speaks in the whole movie? Is that true? No, nah, uh, not nah, quite. There, there is. Dialogue. Okay, there's probably probably maybe twenty spoken lines. Right. Yeah, they just they just sign for the rest of it. Yeah. In the original like, script, there were only like two lines of dialogue. It's yeah. Crazy. Uh, like cool. the movie's so quiet. Like it uses like. Uh, audio and like volume to like the best degree like i i left the cinema with a full box of popcorn because i didn't want to make any noise during the yeah. whole movie oh, <laughs> I was about see, to say, you're like, a nice audience member <laughs> yeah the I audience feel like... in my theater was terrible man there was oh, so I had a, yeah loud. i had a dude oh, behind me that had just like three packets of chips and geez, I was like, how often do i do that um <laughs> yeah but like this one guy like i was the i went to the cinema with my parents uh and um this one guy like leant over my dad for whatever reason and asked my mum where the bathroom was <laughs> like mid <laughs> Way, midway through the movie and we're like dude it's obviously not in the theater how about you leave the theater and try and find it out in the hallway somewhere what they, the hell they have signs why yeah. would why would she know and i what? don't know why, yeah. why i don't know why he felt like he had to ask the one woman there about where the bathroom was <laughs> excuse me do you work here <laughs> yeah 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 she wasn't wearing anything that remotely resembled the uniform she was also sitting down watching the film so. yeah <laughs> but right. it was hilarious because like it's obviously a horror film and we're like whenever there's like a jump scare or whatever like you can hear everyone kind of react and unfortunately have to put up with all like the popcorn noises and stuff as well but highly recommend you go and see it well you, you were going to say something about steven sorry i cut you off before i oh, went on I a tangent really, about how really noisy people are <laughs> i just really really want to watch it it looks incredible like I've been, I've basically been watching parodies of scenes of The Office and how it's related to this. That <laughs> yeah. There's this one scene in the show where everyone's being quiet for 15 minutes. Yeah. And just like cutting that in between footage of the film and mm. uh, it's just made my week. But yeah, I desperately want to see that. Movie. It's, it's so only good. like 90 minutes. So, but, it, but it's like, it doesn't feel short. Like mm. it's probably the right length for this sort of movie, but it's so mm. good. I like, reckon we, the, the bad guys in it are, like, just as good as Xenomorphs from Alien. Like, yeah. And I think I read something that it. apparently there was talks of maybe this movie being... Like, they were talking about it, obviously, in pre-production or post-production. They were going to think about making it in the Cloverfield universe. Yeah, I read which, that which, too. <laughs> which, retrospectively, it, it, it would have been a pretty good one for it, as long as they didn't change anything. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm but also glad they didn't. I'm very yeah, glad I'm they glad they didn't. I think it it stands so well on its own that mm. to kind of bundle that into Cloverfield, like they seem to be doing with everything else at the moment. Yeah. It might have been a bit bit much. Without, but... without treading too far into spoiler territory, I'll just mention mm. one one thing. Like how f-ed up? I mean, sorry how <laughs> how messed up was the part with? I'll just say with the water. Uh, with the water. Uh yes oh yes yes yeah like, yeah I, I know like, what you mean I was just like nope <laughs> yeah so yeah. so true 
Oh, guys, you got to see it. Well, when you guys I'm see it, we'll see talk it. about I it just, some more. Like I said, I th- the cinema thing kind of puts me off a little bit. Like, if it's so quiet all the time. Yeah, um, I think, to be fair, I think this movie I would have enjoyed more had I just been, like, watching it alone at home. Because you just kind of... I would have been able to focus in wholeheartedly on the film and not had to do yeah. what I asked where the bathroom was. But, <laughs> you know, you can't have everything, right? so strange. I just... My God. Mm, I've found there's one cinema in Adelaide that's almost always empty to whenever I go, so I think I'll just go there. It'll be great. (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. I'm all about going to the cinema by myself as well. Uh, Anyhow, let's talk about some video games. Um, I'm worried about alienating James here again. I know he was rather dissatisfied with the amount of Fortnite we talked about last week. Um, But while we've got Brody and Steven here, I want to get your thoughts on the portable forts in Fortnite and some of like the news over the last 24 hours about the game kind of being a bit broken with the latest update. Um, Steven, what, like, what are your take on all of this? I really want to try the portable forts. They seem like they would be a really cool, just like, Oh no, someone's shooting me. And like the standard thing that I've learned to do recently is just throw up walls and ramps around me just to kind of take the fire. But this would just be Mm. like, lol surprise, entire fort, eat that dude. But I don't know how, like, do we know if there's any different variations on it? Like different materials for different like rarities or anything like that? Not that I know of. I think, I don't know if they've added it in just yet, but I've yet to experience it myself. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you there. I'm sorry. I know the one thing I've tried recently was the the guarded missiles. Man, they were good mm. fun. And apparently they are one of the broken things that have been removed in the recent sort of downtime I read. Yeah. Um, I was trying to catch up on it a bit today, but I think they in the patch notes, they were reducing the travel speed and the rate with which you could turn them, I think, which I think makes a lot of sense because they really sort of changed the end game quite dramatically. Um, yeah. But apparently, like, there was something broken about the animation and they just, like, didn't, straight up didn't work. Um, so they pulled it down for, like, an emergency maintenance. I think it was, like, first thing this morning, um, Australian time. Um, I love all the videos of the dudes, like, surfing them across the map. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so yeah. good. Are you pretty keen on the portable forts yourself, Brody? Um, I mean, I haven't played Fortnite for a little while, but um, so I'm a little out of the loop as to far as far as what the broken things you're talking about. But um, mm. I saw a video for the portable forts just before, and um, yep. for someone like me who, yeah, you know, I'm still pretty basic. I don't know how to build. It's mm. probably going to be good for me to like hang on to until like the end game, and then sort of like pop it when I need it. Yeah, sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think they're pretty cool. It'll be good if they have them in like sort of varying rarities. So like uh, you can get like basic ones and then you can get like big mega red. Oh, so what's the what's the best color? Yellow. Oh, like gold. steel. Gold. Yeah, yeah it's like, like like really good ones that are like really like fortified and stuff like that. So mm, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. James, from an outsider's perspective, um, <laughs> the the portable forts. Stephen, oh, sorry, Brody kind of brings up. There's so many of you today. I'm trying to keep the names all straight. Um, Brody brings up a good point there that like he if if. If you permit me to do so, Brody, I might describe you as a bit more of a casual player of Fortnite. And some of the of like hardcore kind of players of Fortnite have been a bit critical of the portable forts in that it's kind of a tool that's it really takes there. Out the the to, skill aspect. Yeah, it's a kind of a tool there really to sort of benefit, I suppose, the uh, maybe the filthy the casuals. less experienced. <laughs> the filthy <laughs> casuals, sure. I'm glad you're using yeah. these words and I'm not. Um, what what would be your perspective on that, do you think, James? Is that is that okay or do you think they should be catering a bit more for some of the more pro players if you like i just want to quickly just say it's really nice how far you're reaching to try and get me to talk about <laughs> fortnite <laughs> i just want to get you in the conversation yeah. man i um, play fortnite already so um i guess uh 
I don't even know. There, what's the, There's going to be a term for this where, like, a game becomes more towards it, like, kind of gentrification, but for... <laughs> wow. <laughs> skill gentrification. Yeah. But Gamification. For pe- or but for casual people. Yeah, Is it know. just, like, lowering the skill ceiling? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> well, I like to keep it in one word. But um, I, I think... <laughs> anyway, let's put all that at the side. I think they... It's so popular. They just want to keep everybody happy. Um... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just don't, I just can't, I've never had this kind of thing happen to me, like I've never played a game online for so long to the point where this kind of stuff happens, like I hear stuff all the time about, you know, oh they've made it so much easier for people to do this or whatever, mm. um, but to me like that just gets more people to play it and then those people will probably, you know, there'll be feedback and stuff and I'm sure they'll make whatever this is less viable in the future. Um, yeah. It's just all a balancing act that's eventually going to kind of all equalise out, I would think. Um, and how I'm, about I'm, casualization? How does that work for a word? <laughs> casualization. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But that I'm makes, sure. But I feel like that is... Like that you're negatively making, connotated, maybe you're negatively making fun of people who play casually, and I don't yeah. think that's. No, nah, I'm not thing. about that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Mm. I don't like the term walking simulators as well, but that's become kind of mainstream. I don't mind that, but that's got nothing to do with anything. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I I think the people just need to like, I'm sure there are people who are really upset about this, knowing previous things that have happened to other games in the past, but people just need to like calm down and just wait a little bit. I'm sure the people who are making this game who want you to keep playing it will do something to kind of, you know, fix their engagement or whatever. Yeah. Although and I don't the, think and the people you that can are pro will find some Destiny pro too. thing to do with it, right? Like they're bound to find some really cool kind of exploit that you can do with the portable forts, I'm sure. I feel like I, I might... spoke the most, but I haven't played it. <laughs> and, I, and like I mean I'm sure they're going to be like set models. So like mm. there's going to be obvious weaknesses and like so the pros are still going to be able to build their better forts. Yeah. I think it just sort of opens up the end game more to like I think it has a door in the base of it which is already asking for trouble but yes most yeah. definitely yeah I'm interested in this I want to keep I'm, we're going to keep coming back to Fortnite it's a bit of a kind of case study I think on the podcast because I'm fascinated by it not just as a big mm. fan but just as a phenomenon that it is because I think we're at the point now where they're so desperately trying to add stuff that they're kind of almost kind of rushing new features out without really testing the balance a bit it's kind of I don't know I'm going to keep my eye on it a bit and I uh interested to hear what your thoughts on it as it as it continually goes on as a platform. But I on think, the show this week oh, oh sorry, go on. Oh go no, on. I was just gonna say like I think that their kind of throw all the sh at the wall until it sticks um mm. approach is working though. Like I would never in a million years have thought that somebody like Steven would get excited for there being a new shotgun <laughs> in Fortnite. But <laughs> the heavy shotgun's so good. But here we are. Like so. Yeah, I it's been a while since I've gone like as far down a rabbit hole with this game. Like, I can't remember the last time I read like patch notes on a weekly basis. But here we are. Here this we is the are. World of here Fortnite. we are. Anyhow, we're not just going to talk about Battle Royale on today's show. We're also going to be talking about God of War and Overwatch. But first, it's time for the return of my favorite segment. And boy, we got good news today. It's real. The Spyro Reignited trilogy has been officially announced, remastering the three original games. Brody, it looks amazing, right? It does. It looks really pretty. Um, I will be upfront with the fact that I've not played Spyro, like most things. Now's your chance! 
Yeah, exactly. So I, I did this with Crash. I hadn't played Crash before, but then I got onto the uh, the Insane trilogy, and I'll probably do the same with this. But um, all the side by side pictures I've seen, yeah, it looks like a very nice uh, graphical buff. Mm. Steve, are just, you? I, oh, sorry. sorry. I was just gonna say, I just wonder how the gameplay will age because Crash obviously ages a bit better, being a pretty basic platformer. Yeah. Whether Spyro is probably one of the first games of its type, sort of like the little run around. A fairly basic world, I'd imagine. So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how they sort of keep that from being as dated as it probably is. Yeah, I think the worlds look a little bit more denser than I remember them being, but that's purely kind of based off the visuals at the moment. Yeah, though. like so, it'll probably be nicer visually and it'll look a lot denser, but whether, whether they add things, is, right? yeah. whether they add things gameplay-wise and whether that sort of ruins the, uh, I don't know, the nostalgia a bit, I don't know. Mm-hmm. How do you think you'll uh, see it holding up, Stephen? Do you think it's kind of going to add anything new, or is it going to be pretty much just a straight up sort of retextured port? I can, I know, I can kind of. It's clear they've built it from the ground up. Like they're not just taking the old game and putting a new coat of paint on it, but sort of at the end of the day, that's kind of what I hope it is in a way. Like I don't want them to make any massive changes to how the game plays, how it works. Maybe if there are any particularly sort of fiddly mechanics it might be cool to smooth those out but mm. i know i think crash proved that you can have a game that plays slightly worse than the original let's say but hopefully it won't be the case with spyro but people will still go mad for it because a it's a game that everyone remembers spyro back when i you know, back when it was out i barely got to play it but a whole bunch of friends managed to grab copies so i just sort of played copies that i borrowed mm. from them mm. um but yeah it was just sort of a phenomenon at the time it was when when you're a PlayStation kid and you watch all your friends playing Banjo-Kazooie and you're like, that looks fun. And now we got Spyro and it kind of was the Banjo-Kazooie moment for me. Mm. And yeah, I imagine I'm not alone. PlayStation was pretty massive at the time and there are going to be a lot of people that had that same sort of positive feelings towards Spyro. So I think it'll go pretty well, hopefully at least as well as Crash. Yeah, I was going to ask you, James, kind of on the on bringing up Crash there, do you think it has the same sort of cultural significance, I guess, that Crash has? Like, does it have the same sort of attachment to it? Is it going to sell the same? I didn't really think it did until Crash sold so much. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, but then that's probably just me growing up with Nintendo, you know? So um, in terms of... I think it will. Like, I don't... It's the one game... I don't know, I just feel like people kind of talk about Crash and Spyro together. They were like the two major Sony platformers for PlayStation 1 people, you know? Like, I can't really yeah. think of... I can't think of... Like, obviously, there's all awful ones that Steven won't let go, like Croc and, like, Gex. Croc was great. Gex. Gex. your jets. <laughs> Gex. Um, was that the lizard that dressed up like James Bond? Yeah. yeah that yes. was Gex. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, so, I don't know. I just think, yeah, Spyro is probably the only one left besides, like, Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter. Um, the, yeah. that would benefit from this kind of thing. I think um, in terms of gameplay, though, you know, the people who are doing this Toys for Bob, I feel like they're not just going to straight port it. They're going to kind of incorporate all those lessons they've learned with, you know, what, six years of Skylanders game, five years of Skylanders games. So, mm. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't think it'll be a straight... The graphics look great, but obviously I think there's a lot to be proven in terms of the gameplay, which yeah, is such a boring is. opinion, but... <laughs> no, no. Um, no it it's, may well be yeah. a right one, James, as is so often the case with you. Uh, well, I'm super excited for it. It's coming out September, like the same sort of month. We're getting Spider-Man, which was given a release date this past Crazy, week as well. like quarter three. It's, yeah. And dude. Smash Bros is still my prediction. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> 
It's going to be awesome. Where there's going to be so many mm. awesome games. And speaking of awesome games, God uh-huh. of War is getting crazy good reviews. Shannon wrote our review over here at Press Start, declaring it a cinematic masterpiece, commending its stunning, stunning visuals, substantive gameplay, and satisfying combat, giving it a nine out of ten. It's currently sitting at ninety-four on Metacritic. Uh, Brody, are you now like one hundred percent sold on this game? It's a day one purchase for you. Uh, yes, I already was. Yeah, but I mean, um, like, because I'm a big fan of uh, not necessarily the God of War games of old. Like, I was actually pretty bored with them. Yeah, but I think because they've they've yeah. Well, let's, let's be real. <laughs> no, they're, just, uh, they're a, a poor man's devil may cry. Um, <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but because they've sort of modernized it and got with the times, and like they've made it a bit more cinematic and. They've sort of done that thing where they've added sort of like an adoptive, not adoptive child, but like it's pretty much, they've added that sort of, kind of like The Last of Us did, how they added that extra character to make you care a bit more. I think that's going to make Kratos a more relatable and likable character because he's pretty much a for like the first three or four games. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm all in. I think it's really good though that, like you said, like they didn't try to go like the kind of same direction as Devil May Cry or Bayonetta or even Ninja Gaiden. Like they've kind of gone their own way, um, which is yeah. really cool. Uh, it's, it wasn't really a game that I really cared about too much when they first announced it, but obviously the reviews have been quite good. It's quite a different beast, the first four, plus the yeah. PSP ones, if we're counting mm. them. Um, and I don't know, like it's it seems pretty cool. I just And it, it's coming at a really good time too because I have nothing to play. So, like, yeah. even if I I'm wasn't really interested, even if I wasn't interested, I probably would still play it, you know, because there's literally just such a dead month. So, mm. in yeah, saying that, I've still not got around to playing Far Cry Five because goddamn <laughs> Fortnite. Neither have I. Um, I'm gonna unwrap it one day. <laughs> See, <laughs> I'm gonna play it. The- just I'm waiting for a stupid friend to get it. So, yeah. Mm. But I, th- I think the most refreshing change with God of War, though, is um, based on the very little bit I've played, is that the combat is so much better now because yeah. I don't know if you've seen any gameplay of it it's like it's obviously uh-huh. more slower it's more methodical it's more strategic it's kind of less, than, of, a, less of a button masher is the impression I oh get, it's right? yeah it's not even button mashing now like you've got a it's all timing and it reminded me of sort of how Assassin's Creed reinvented its combat mm. like you've got to be more you got to think you got to and like there's like so many different enemy types and like some of them have like certain weaknesses so you, some of them are like immune to say uh, your axe or something like that so you've got to like switch to hand to hand and stuff like that and like it's just more nuanced and it's just you know it's more interesting which makes for a funner game based on your experience with that Brody like how yeah. often are you encountering enemies like I sort of I'm sort of worried that it would kind of either be too much or too little yeah so I've probably only played like two hours maybe but um okay. so far it, it reminds me a lot of um it's sort of like Uncharted 4 I guess maybe mm. like where you sort of you get a big you get a chunk of story you get some like n- nice wandering through meet some characters and then you'll have a couple of instances like where you'll obviously plop into like a little arena space and you can tell the fight's about to come right. and then like you get a couple of those back to back some of them have been pretty like I'm playing on maybe like the second difficulty like the I guess you'd call it normal mm. um, and some of the fights have been pretty hairy like it's it doesn't mess around um, but yeah, so I think it's pretty it's pretty well spaced so far. But I know Shannon did sort of criticize the pacing mm. in his in his review, so um, I haven't encountered that as a criticism just yet because of oh, obviously quite early. But I'm right. liking the early pacing at least of sort of setting the tone and like 
the nice breakup between narrative and combat. And, like, there's a fight early on in the game that is just badass. Like, it's so good. Like, it's it's very cinematic, very... It reminded me of, like, Dragon Ball Z almost. Like, huh. just, like, crazy good, two powerful people just going neck and neck, and it's just... It's so good. Like, that is so, not the comparison I expected one to draw, but there you go. It, that's just what it reminded me of, I guess. Yeah, I, okay. People might not see it that way, but I don't know. It just made me think of, like... Yeah, like I'm not taking away from not you. not not anime in us in in that sort of sense, but like but with that like sort of kind of epic, sort of o- o- epic over the top action sort of sort of stuff. You. Like it's you. yeah, badass. S- Stephen, let me ask you: considering that this is now done so well, like 94 in Metacritic is crazy, and we've had uh, Horizon do so well, The Last of Us, obviously the Uncharted games, all of that. Can we now expect every PlayStation first party produced game to be a third person over the shoulder action adventure with role playing elements? Is that just how it's going to be from now on um yes but i hope not if that makes sense like mm. i can see them sticking to this formula it's clearly like every major sony um exclusive that's taken on this kind of formula obviously they're all different like you wouldn't look at the last of us and god of war and think oh they're much the same but like they have a lot of the same underlying sort of systems and I don't know, just general look of it. And Even down to, like, having the little kind of younger character sort of kind of following you yeah. around, though. And, like, there's so many similarities there. Like, I wonder how much of it is, like, hey, guys, we've identified this formula. It seems <laughs> to be working. People yeah, care about think... secondary characters. Yeah. Add them. <laughs> Especially if they're children, because you're not allowed to hate children, even yeah. if they're annoying. <laughs> but I don't know. I kind of... I don't want them to fall on this crutch. It makes me think of old, like old original PlayStation was like so incredible because the lineup of exclusive games was so incredibly diverse. It was super experimental. And now we're kind of losing that a little bit. You've got the indie space, of course, but your major exclusives are kind of all converging on this same sort of formula, which it's good for the moment, but I hope it doesn't stay that way personally. Yeah. I kind of hope it does stay that way, if I'm being honest. I thought you might. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I I just... That is my kind of game. Like, I wholeheartedly love that kind of game. And it has just been working so, so well. So, yeah, I I obviously get where you're coming from. Like, there is some... If it is, like, a form... Certainly if it's a formula that almost like the Hollywood studio system is kind of insisting they sort of, you know, generate, like... A superhero comic book films every six months or whatever then yeah that's going to be stifling creativity to some degree and and certainly like sony does have that sort of track record of encouraging more sort of experimental kind of gaming styles but it's just kind of i feel like it's just hit its stride at the moment and like you know it's going to work the same for red dead as well presumably like there's just something that kind of so works so so well with that kind of genre um and i'm not tired of it yet i could get you know a dozen more james you're gonna about to hate on me well no i am i am a reasonable human being no um (laughs) i don't i don't know i i think i know know what steven's saying like i feel like i like even with like ubisoft kind of um their games are all kind of becoming the same thing because they do quite well that way and each one seems to be getting better and better um, like for example, if Splinter Cell gets announced this year, I'm sure it's going to be an open world, almost Metal Gear Solid esque stealth kind of game. Um, and then, like, I just think of games like Ghosts of Tsushima and Days Gone, and like, are they just going to be the same kind of thing as Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War? Um, well, Days Gone looks that way, right? 
Yeah, and do, like... Do you protect a child in Days Gone? I'm sure they're going to be the <laughs> exclusive piece? <laughs> <laughs> I just, um... Like, Days Gone, I've pretty much... I'm done with zombies. Um, But, like, and Shannon has said the open world in God of War isn't like an open world in Horizon um, mm. by any means. But I just... I do... Like, I hate the idea that somebody won't pitch a game internally at Sony because they want to make something that might be a straightforward, linear, I don't know, like, single-player game. Um, yeah. But that, God like, that forbid be- it doesn't have a child in it to protect. <laughs> On the flip <laughs> side, like, it's great that games like this... I mean, obviously we don't know the sales yet, but it's great that games like Horizon and um, God of War and stuff are still coming out, having have, like, huge exposure, people are really excited for them, and it's not just, like, this kind of constantly evolving service that's not necessarily finished like something like mm. Fortnite. Um mm. so Ouch. I see pluses and minuses. Or or in... Sea of Thieves. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I've I'd already forgotten about Sea of Thieves, as sad as that is. I mean <laughs> I, pl- I played that for the first time the other night and I had fun for like, you know, forty minutes. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Oh, this is cool. I can see the appeal. I'll come back when they add some content. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> you buy God of War and you'll get what you get in the box and that's it. I think the thing with God of War that excites which, which me the I like. most, um, and I don't think anyone asked me, but I'm going to say it anyway, is <laughs> that um, Shannon was saying there's a lot of the boss battles and stuff are optional, and the thing that excites oh. me the most about optional content is they don't need to make it easy for everybody to do, because um, I'm the kind of guy who like will play Devil May Cry on the hardest difficulty with no damage runs. Like I just I just really like to challenge myself. Oh, um, big boy. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> that was weird. Um, I so I I just ex- I'm kind of excited to play God of War, kind of learn the intricacies of its combat and beat all those optional bosses. You know. Yeah. Tomb Raider. That was the other over-the-shoulder third-person action adventure with the RPG elements that I absolutely loved. Yeah, Speaking but games- like. <laughs> Right. James, stop ruining no. my segues. Sorry. That one, no, I'm oh, going to... Are you segueing? Sorry, okay, that, no, 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 that one was going to be terrible anyway. You probably saved me from embarrassment. What are you going to say, James? No, I can't even... I was just saying Tomb Raider is another one where, like, Rise of the Tomb Raider was really good, but I kind of felt like it was very, very similar to just so many other games that I've already played, you know? Um, and I hope with the new team and stuff that Shadow will be a little bit more different, but... That's so not related to anything that we're talking about. I hope it's more of the same. Hellblade is another over-the-shoulder cinematic. Yeah, Dude, but that's game. not. We're not even. You can't just categorize a game based on the camera because Hellblade's so different to everything else. You know. <laughs> oh, Hellblade's well. No, I mean, have you played? Yeah, you have played it. That's not the same. I have. as anything I that we're talking about? Well, is it? well, the camera angle's the only. I thing mean, it's the same. Like Gears of War, is that the same? Well, it's it's got sort of. Deliberate slow combat, I guess. So I can see some similarities to like God of War. Yeah, but and it's like Nordic, isn't it? You and you need to play Dark Souls. It's it an is, over the it shoulder is. action adventure game with role playing elements. Very heavy role playing elements. You love it. I've played some Dark Souls. That's I mean, like... I've I've tried <laughs> playing some Dark Souls. There was a video of me that like we put out on Facebook ages ago, just like rolling off platforms in Dark Souls repeatedly. Quality content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is quality content. You're I'm definitely going to go back where and watch try and find that. Australia's <laughs> funniest home videos of video game <laughs> media. <laughs> Australia's funniest home video games. Yeah. Oh. Australia's nice. funniest third-person over-the-shoulder action <laughs> game videos. 
Speaking of camera angles, Overwatch is full of them, and it's getting a PVE mission. Blizzard have announced Overwatch Retribution will include a brand new PVE mission and a new map for PvP. The PVE side of things will feature McCree, Reaper, Genji, and Moira, and take place on a new map set in Venice, Italy. Uh, which you guys, show of hands, are Overwatch fans? Um. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, 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 wait. Nothing but wait. crickets. No, no, I still play it. Um. Steven does, kind of. Yeah, I, right? I haven't played it in a little while, to be honest. But, okay. I mean, right. I'd probably jump back in for this sort of content if but I can was... pull the squad together. Where are you going with it, Ewan? Well, I've, nor have, I haven't I've have played Overwatch for a while as well. I, right. I played it solidly for, like, the first month or two, maybe. But then just kind of fell out of it and played it sort of, like, every so often here or there. But I'm kind of I'm kind of keen on, like, a PvE mission. What about you guys? Um, yeah, I want to try it for sure. Um, I've actually, I think they've done PVE missions before. Um, yeah, but I believe I've, this one's sort of a continuation of the. But I always one miss them from last year because, like, my group is never available. So rude of them. <laughs> well, we'll form a group. What, where, yeah. what, do you, what do you play on, James? I play on Xbox, so there's no chance uh, of that happening. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's not gonna work. No. What about you, Stephen? What do you play on? I play on Xbox because I play with James. Oh, He's the one that I was guys, make, you're having. You're me down. I made them. <laughs> I made my group play it on Xbox first. I don't. Can I? Can I cross play from PC on Xbox? Oh no, no. you can't. No, no, no. no. It's a bit not, don't, not be, don't be silly. Don't be. <laughs> get out of town, Ewan. Um, I think it's great. Overwatch is still going, and they're still updating stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, Stephen, do you reckon we can expect more content like this going forward from Overwatch? I wasn't aware there had been previous PV- PVE stuff, so I'm kind of because the trailer kind of makes out that. There's like it is a continuation, but I just assumed that was picking mm. off something from the like the lore from the comic books or something. I, uh, yeah, it was roughly last year they had a similar PVE mission, and yeah, sort of continues the story. I think mm. my favorite part is that there's skins that you can unlock only during these event times, and I missed out on the one for Mercy last year, but it's back again this year because the event's back on, and I'm very keen to get that one again. Right. I feel like they do like seasonal PVE ones, don't they? Didn't they do one for Halloween as well? Yeah, they did um, Junkenstein's Revenge, which was yeah, yeah another similar sort of. But that was sort of only, that, yeah. That's not. I wouldn't call that a mission per se, though. It was sort of just like a a horde mode thing. Yeah, just like wave defense, pretty much. Yeah, I'd I don't like know to if see I something like, like with seasonal. I don't like yeah, this I, limited time thing. I feel like if you want to play it, you should be able to play it whenever you want. Well, on that, I think I don't fully understand it. I might be wrong, but I know they're adding something called Overwatch Archives to the to the game modes, and I mm. believe that will let you play some of the story-related content that has sort of been and gone. So mm. that might be a way to play like last year's Uprising missions, I think, but I'm yeah. not 100% sure on that. I suppose yeah, they don't so want to split their user base too much, though, between different game modes. They've got so many now with like all the arcade stuff as well, right? Yeah, there's a lot going on. Mm. I wonder, Brody, do you think they'll mm. add a Battle Royale mode to Overwatch? Mm. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> everyone else is, aren't they? So, I mean... <laughs> Why not? Oh, no. Yeah, no, I don't think it would suit it, really. But um, Battle Royale's, like, they they work because everybody starts on an even plane. No one is better at running because they chose Tracer. You just, you are a mm. person, you land, you find yeah. the stuff you find, and that's how e- it goes. Exactly. And I feel like hero shooters and battle royals don't go hand in hand. That's a very good point. Maybe speeding of... Oh. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I swear you're conspiring against me. You no, planned I was, this. I was interrupting to make fun of you as well. Damn it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was literally going to be like, maybe they'll add a third person over the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would love that. It's like really, like really tight narrative. Only on Overwatch the PlayStation series. version, though. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and every player gets a young child to look after. It's basically <laughs> home economics class. <laughs> well, speaking of battle royale modes, if you're done, James, I am Cliffy done. B's new game is a battle royale. Boss Key Productions Cliffy B Studio has released a battle royale game on Steam. It mimics a game show where you've got to earn cash and impress the viewing audience. The basic premise is similar to other battle royale games, but it looks like it's doing enough to in- be of interest to make it worth keeping an eye on. Uh, I didn't note down what it was called. What is it? Uh, what is it called? It's got a um, it's called uh, it's something uh, weird, something like uh, radical heights. Radical heights. Yeah. Radical oh, heights that's not it. that. Yeah. It looks kind of funky and kind of very eighties. I kind of like the look of it. I might have to go check it out. Um, Brody. Oh no, I've already asked you about battle royale games. Ouch. <laughs> James, what would you like to see given the battle royale treatment? Um. Uh, oh, I don't know. Um. Why I'll do interject because I know, have okay, one. Do you know okay, what would right, work? Go, Brody. Do you know what would work? <laughs> Um, if they did, this is gonna. This is really weird of me to say. I feel like Resident Evil in the the Raccoon City setting, like in a like a city, would work really well. Okay. Okay. But then, isn't that basically oh. DayZ? Now that I've said that, well, I would I like guess to DayZ is not really city, but yeah. I mm. mean, I'd be okay with a Resident Evil themed DayZ. That might be fun. <laughs> I just wish Daisy would just get its act together and hurry up. Yeah, and I don't even know release what, and what. Yeah, what the goal is there? Yeah, um, devastating. I was, I was thinking about this the other day. What games would make good battle royales? Uh-huh. And uh, I landed on Hotline Miami. Oh, ooh! I would oh, I really, like this. I would really like a Hotline Miami. Like, obviously, it'll never happen, but like that sort of top-down. But say you say drop twenty people into a hotline Miami map and just like you know trying to strafe around corners and like yeah are going to be badass. That would be amazing. Like they had a big sort of like two Ds like top down sort of map. Yeah. 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 And it's just like carnage. It'd be so good. Oh, dude, I love this. If they can make it like procedurally generated as well, so like every time the map was different. Oh yeah. That would. Oh yeah. That would be rad. Mm. I've I've been thinking about this too a bit. I'd love to see um, Red Dead get a battle royale. Uh, added to it um, I also think State of Decay is like ripe for this I want a battle royale game with zombies on it I'm not tired of zombies yet so uh, those would be my picks do you have any Stephen? I mean I've been talking about this exact topic with some people at work and the topic came up like why is there no battle royale mode in GTA 5? Like, yeah that would work they wouldn't really have to do much they've already got this like map that everybody knows back to front you just have to put a circle on the map and push people into it that's all you really need yeah, that would be wild. Can you imagine? <laughs> it does seem like a really obvious sell, and I, you know, now I wonder why they haven't done it. I reckon yeah. if like, yeah. the fad is still going, by the time GTA 6 comes out, they'll do it. But yeah. I think Do you, you think and... they'll do GTA 6, given how much money 5's just still bringing in? I think, yeah, yeah well, they will, obviously. But I think Ewan's pretty... I think Red Dead will have one, something like mm. that, for sure. Yeah, Just even a, if it's like the first content announcement or something, like maybe not there. At why launch, not Spyro? But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're good point. Why not Spyro? <laughs> Just add it Just, to everything. Why not? Yeah. Just a, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, except oh it's my, like don't, a big don't. map. <laughs> I'm gonna faint, and there'll be no one left to host this show. Damn, <laughs> PlayStation Battle Royale. Oh. Does Does anybody know how uh, Radical Heights is doing? I know it's like popular on Twitch, but is it doing well? Is it out? I got no idea. It's I think early it's access, out. isn't it? I people, think it's people, early access. People, people are like, playing it, I think. It's only been like t- a week I, or two weeks or something. 
Because I like because I feel bad for Cliffy B. Like he missed the hero shooter, yeah. like train, and now I'm worried he's going to miss the battle royale one too. Like, well, like I said, to to turn like around I said on Twitter, quickly. he shouldn't be chasing. He's chasing trends. trends. He, should yeah, be he should be making them. them. Like he did. This is the dude before. that like invented Horde mode, basically. And Jazz Jackrabbit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like fairly like, dare to dream, man. Dare to dream. God of War. Like he was creating genres pretty much, or like. The tournament shooter, I guess it was kind of derivative of Quake Three, but yeah. still, it was really massive. Like, yeah, that's and he just probably not happening anymore. He probably helped invent or like refine the cover system, I guess, with Gears of War and like the third person cover shooter. Yeah, totally. And like Horde mode, and now he's just you know chasing the trend, and I feel it's bad. It's got a game show though. You can do stuff with an audience or something. So that's I guess Radical Heights is unique. I think it's yeah. a cool. I that think that's good. a really cool idea. Like that's it that's very like, similar to uh, that's very similar to the the Darwin Project, like that other battle royal that just came out. Oh, is on it Xbox. right? Well, yeah, because there's like a game director who is like typically it's a role where you overview the whole thing and like you can mess with people and like you can add drops and stuff like that. But I think it's aimed at like Twitch streamers, so it's like The Bachelor. Gotta say, this yeah. sounds almost like Manhunt, but I might be oh, getting my Man wires Hunt. crossed there. <laughs> Manhunt oh. Battle Royale. Yeah! Holy smokes. That would Third work. person over the shoulder, Manhunt Battle Royale. <laughs> Third person over the shoulder. RPG elements. Oh, no. <laughs> poor poor you. You have, to cra- you have to craft your own plastic bag to strangle yeah. people. <laughs> Sharpen stakes. Yeah. Prison shivs. Customize uh, your own masks. Coat hangers. Anyway, I love what? you guys. I I just brought up this news topic for like dub battle royale angle, and you guys had this philosophical discussion about Cliffy B, and then went on this massive tangent. You guys are awesome. I'm in awe of you guys. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> Let's uh, wrap up the show with a round of what the wiki. If you're unfamiliar, what the wiki is the Starcast game show where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and you, the contestants, must guess the game. You can play along at home. Brody and James are tied atop the ladder with three points each. James has been busy in your absence, Brody. Uh, Matt's on a point, and Stephen is yet to enter the scoring, so opportunities here for everyone, but all eyes are going to be on the head-to-head between Brody and James. Wowie. Once again, thanks to friend of the show, at Jamie Penning over on Twitter for suggesting today's first game. A reminder that if you want to suggest a game, slide into my DMs over on Twitter (laughs) at Ewan underscore Rockstar. That's so gross. There's nothing gross about it. Uh, (laughs) Game number one. Contestants, are you ready? Yes. 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 Oh my god! The I'm game scared. is the game is the first Wii incarnation of a, of the video game franchise. It is also Steven. the first Stephen Far Cry Instincts. <laughs> I oh. like the ambition, but no, that's incorrect. I'm afraid. Uh, so a reminder that unless uh, Brody and uh, St- James, sorry, get names confused again, uh, guess incorrectly, Stephen, you're uh, excluded from this round. Uh, it is also the first Wii game to use the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection in North America and Japan, and the second oh, Wii Jesus. game to wirelessly oh, interact with the Nintendo DS handheld. The game features 11 different coliseums in a theme park. The game... No, I didn't say it. Okay. The game features 11 different coliseums, each with special changes to normal play or prerequisites and a coliseum leader. The Crystal Coliseum holds battles in a 16-person single... Brody? Is it like Pokemon Coliseum? That's not the correct title. No. Oh, not... <laughs> i just note that's where we're down as well. 39 minutes. <laughs> Balls. There's been plenty. There's been a fair few, yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah. 
Uh, the Gateway Coliseum is so James. This is just you at the moment until you guess. Uh, yeah, the um, other guys. Uh, now I can relax. Ready. I'll just like <laughs> get a drink. Make a sandwich, be back. <laughs> <laughs> the Gateway Coliseum is only open to a rental pass holder, and Neon Coliseum uses a wheel to choose the God, players I'm... and opponents battling blank. As the player progresses, the blank available to rent become more powerful. The player also earns pokey coupons. The currency Come on, James. Of this game. James, James, James. <laughs> James. Po- oh, what's it called? There's one on. Oh, I know it, and I'm not telling you. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon Battle, <gasps> Pokemon Battle. Oh, Col- uh, Col- just Google like- it, mate. Hurry up, <laughs> <laughs> like I have. Oh, I have. Oh, Pokemon Battle Revolution. Yes. yes. <laughs> Please tell me you didn't just Google that whilst you were humming. No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh-huh. Okay. He, oh, it was, it was like, a long stall. It was, col- it was a very long <laughs> it was stall. Coliseum or Revolution. So yeah. It is Pokemon Battle Revolution. Well done, James. I think that's yeah, the I second time you've got by Brody being gave the last person to, to guess. And really I feel, just... yeah. Yep. Well, you can give but... Brody the point if you want. No. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. No. Uh, he gave so me reminder, that point. It's the, the first of two points here. So James just needs to guess the next game, and he'll walk away with the total points for the round. No, no. Game number two. The game setting takes place in a world called Blank, a realm filmed with adventure and floating islands. It is the very center of the universe where it is constantly threatened by evil forces who seek to rule Blank and gain access to all worlds. Luckily, a band of heroes called the Blanks use their abilities and machinery (laughs) to defend the world from various threats, which which they have done for generations. They worked with the Portal Masters in keeping peace and balance in Blank, battling the forces of evil and protecting the core of light. The Blanks have an unbreakable bond with their Portal Masters. They oh, are not their servants. The Blanks <laughs> chose to serve their Portal Master and do so Brody? eagerly. Brody? Is it Skylanders? It is Skylanders. Well done, Brody. Oh. <laughs> I thought well, so. Way. But I, mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to specify which one. It, it was the first one, so oh, he guessed correctly. Okay. And that, yeah. right. Fair That's enough. Lucky, Skylanders I, I did, Spyro's I Adventure. Didn't know I there think. was more than one, to be honest. <laughs> there's five. There's, yeah, there's a fair few. <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 No, there's six. They were coming out there's like six. every year for a fair few years. They're done now. <laughs> we don't oh, have to ever worry about them good. again. <laughs> yeah, just pick them oh, up in the no. clearance bin from now on. <laughs> uh, yeah, doesn't that just sound like it was written by someone in PR? That's That was its Wikipedia description. I, I just don't know why they use the word blank so many times. Oh, well that, mm, yeah, I wouldn't want that. to play the game about the army of blanks. <laughs> yeah. The blankety blanks. Blankety blanks. Uh, speaking of blanks, game number three. Go on. The game is a first-person shooter video game developed by Bosky Productions and published Brody. by Nexon. Oh. Is it Lawbreakers? It is Lawbreakers. Well done, Brody. (laughs) (laughs) Quickest on the buzzer wins it, takes home the points today. Congrats, Brody. You've uh, cemented your leader. Back on top. Yeah, back on top there with four points. Uh, James just behind on three. Stephen, yet to enter the scoring. This is my house. It's gonna, your day will come, Stephen. Don't you worry. Uh, I thought we were that, talking about Far, Far Cry for a second, so that's where I was coming from. I, I promised there what was, was some What was the Far Cry game that you mentioned? What was that? Far Cry Instincts. It like, was a Far very close-to-launch Wii game that was kind was so of horrible. Bad. It was really trash, but like I was thinking, Far Cry, first of its kind for the Wii. I'm going to take a chance, and it didn't pay off. I, I did appreciate the ambition, though. It 
caught me totally off guard. Uh, with that, let's bring an end to what was episode 135 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, or any other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site at press.com.au. You can also join the conversation using hashtag the Startcast. We've been joined today by James. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, and it's the same as always, at James, so A-T-J-A-M-Z. Go follow him for all his hot takes. We've also been joined today by Stephen. (laughs) Yeah, I'm at Stephen Impson on all the social things. And taking home the points today, it was Brody. Thank you. Uh, You can follow me on most social medias at Brody underscore DG, and please... Uh, swing by the site and have a read of some of the PSVR things that we've uh, put up. Yeah, Brody's went... been smashing out previews recently. Yeah, I've done a few. And there's a couple more coming, so have a read. There's some good stuff coming out. How was your trip to London, by the way? You survived that okay? It was very short. It was a very quick turnaround, and it wrecked me. Like, it wrecked me physically for about a week. Yeah, you were in the like in the air longer than you were actually in the ground in London. Right? Yes. Well, I wasn't in the ground. That would have been... <laughs> It was all Very underground. Painful, probably PlayStation <laughs> yeah, was, yeah the, the, the event was in the tube. Um, <laughs> the tube. But in the tube. You're a proper um, Londoner. You were there for like, what, a day? You've already picked yeah, up. Yeah, and, and it pissed down around the whole time. That's London so, for you. Yeah. So thanks, London. Um, no, it was really good. It was a really good opportunity, obviously. Um, and even that was a lot of flying, but uh, it, was, it was worth it. There's some cool stuff coming out on PSVR. There's a game called... Uh, <laughs> really good. Um, sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds sounds great. How do you um, like, write that down? Yeah. The game. <laughs> it's P followed by about twelve Fs. It's uh, it's it's really good. Um, I really can't remember the name of it. I want to say it's Must Star Child. Good. No, Star Child. It is Star Child. Yes, I did see yeah, the preview yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, go it's, and it's, check those out all on the site. And until next time, I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Until next time, happy gaming. Ooh. Bye. See ya. Bye.